Welcome back, everybody. How the hell are you? And I'm getting a phone call from Spam, so please pardon that. They're trying to sell me my, my car insurance here, so. Yeah, that's kind of how this works at this point. But anyway, thank you for you know all 1,500 of you on the Facebook page. We love you more than life itself sometimes, so appreciate you. Um, this is episode two. This is Voices of America. I'm joined by B-Man again because we, we're not saying the other one. Yep, no one likes to be semen. Um, he's joining me on a secondary device. He's in a different part of the same room because uh, the last one sounded like ass to an extent. So um, but we didn't want to pay for a subscription to make it sound better. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, I put him in the corner. Don't let him lie to you. Yeah, you are in trouble. That's what happens when you get married. Okay. So we are... We are doing well. I know you all can hear my keys there. So um, I drive a Hyundai, so don't think anything popular of that, okay? So let me go into our topics for today. I'm going to run down those. Um, B-Man... Because I still want to call you semen for some reason. Um, does not does not have the laptop in front of him this time, so this is all on me. Um, and he's just going to have to react to it and talk more, I guess. Um, so when we talk about something funny, try to laugh, please. And thank you to the one person that listened to this last week, Grandma. Um, we uh, do appreciate you on that one. Uh, most of our listeners did come from Spotify, so shout out to that. Um, it is superior when it comes to uploading stuff. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Not, not a sponsor. All right, but so here's our agenda for these. For these. Because <laughs> I can't ever talk, right? It's ridiculous. Even my voice is confused about all this. Um, so the topics tonight. Oh, we're going to start with news. Followed by EVs. Um, so just the current state of that. Um, and what our opinions are on those. We're um, ranking Pixar movies this time. So we do have a list of their 25 movies. As well as our thoughts on how good the 26th one will be in June. Uh, we're also going to go over our thoughts on the future of Avatar um, because there's five of those things. I'm very excited. Um, we're also going to go over the most dangerous cities in the world. And B-Man will have to react to that because I have list in front of me for that as well. Um, and then we're going to rank all states by livability. Um, we love everybody from every state, so no state is actually bad. Um, but this will just rank it based on crime, economy, health care, and everybody's favorite, education. You know, if Rhode, Rhode Island, I, I, I don't, you're not even an island. Like, why? So, we are back on NPR.com because that's our favorite website. 
apparently. Um, even my four-year-old son likes to listen to their podcasts about news in the morning. So that, that, that tells you where we are in the world right now when he prefers NPR over Baby Shark. Um, no. But first of all, how do you think the world's going right now, B-Man? Right, exactly. I mean, we're not—we're no longer in—we're uh, still, you know, with Omicron BA two, um, but it, it's not as bad as it once was, um, especially with Delta, the virus, not the airline. Even though you can probably mistake them for both, um, especially after you've seen your luggage after you've gone through Atlanta. But uh, if you want to react to some of these and share your opinions, uh, be man. <laughs> I, I, I would appreciate it because uh, I'm going to have to do all the reading and I'm Scandinavian and I don't do anything that doesn't involve moose. All right. <laughs> all right. So scientists, this is the, from the science category. If any of you are curious, scientists discover an ancient forest inside a giant sinkhole in China. So it does span an area of nearly three football fields long and it's deep enough to hide the Washington monument inside of it. Um, so essentially, this is a hole covered with trees. I, I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't make a, you know, a bushy joke here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> it's it's kind of like your, it's kind of like your ex when she doesn't shave for a week. Um, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, no need to offend you there. But how do you feel about the giant sinkhole in China? No, it's just trees. Yeah, they discovered an ancient forest inside of a sinkhole. I have no idea. Carbon dioxide. Which is our sponsor for this episode. Carbon dioxide, don't get it. Carbon dioxide, it's everywhere, but you don't want it. Just in case you forgot about our fake sponsors. Last, last time it was water, now we're doing carbon dioxide. Because monoxide is sad, so we're not using that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, explorers descended into the pit where they found ancient old trees and other forms of living plant life. Um, I'm not going into this article because we're going to sit here until, you know, three hours talking about trees. Um, but, you know, trees are welcome and trees are old. Um. Yeah, love trees. <laughs> Let's make that as awkward as possible. This next on the national news scale. So a 911 dispatcher um, may be or will be fired for allegedly mishandling the Buffalo shooting 911 call. Um, so with the acts of you know sen- senseless violence in Buffalo last weekend, um, obviously prayers go out to all their families and the ones that were lost during that time. Um, but this involves that 911 dispatcher that was. Let me check. Okay. 
So this 911 operator um, essentially disconnected the call while the shooting was going on in Buffalo. Um, the dispatcher started yelling at me. This, this is quoting the lady who called, by the way. Um, but, and the dispatcher, the dispatcher yelling at me, why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper. And I'm trying to tell her, ma'am, he's in the store. He's shooting. He's an active shooter. I'm scared for my life. Rogers said, then had to ask her boyfriend to call 914 after the call ended. The 911 operator is on administrative leave until the investigation is complete, according to Erie County officials. So essentially, you know, like if something breaks into your house when you call 911, the last thing you want to do is scream. Um, so I don't think whispering should have been the worst offense there, especially when I'm pretty sure she could have heard him. Better they need a better headset in that 911 facility. So, you have any thoughts? Uh, because, you know, like I said, like if somebody breaks into your house with a gun and starts shooting and you're hiding from them and you call 911, you're going to whisper. <laughs> um, so her excuse really didn't make sense. Some people are not meant to be 911 dispatchers. I couldn't be one either. Um, that's for a, that's for a specific set of people. And I don't, I don't have my, my, I, I would probably freak out the first call I got. So that's just me. But next is business. Stocks entered a bear market. Do you know what that means? So a bear market is an important barometer of investor pessimism and is symbolic of a deep and sustained market sell-off. It is defined as a period in which either a stock or a market index drops by 20% or more from a recently high point. Um, so usually this is signaling the chance of a recession um, in the near future. I mean, bear, the bear market does not guarantee you're going to run into a recession. Um, it's just an indicator. Uh, I mean, it is, you know, it just is what it is. Based on previous experience, you know, based on, you know, in the 1920s or 30s or whichever, and then in 08, the bear market occurred right before that. So that that's kind of when you're, you're just like, oh, shit, everything's going to hit the fan now. That's that's kind of what everybody's worried about there. But it's not guaranteed, so I would not freak out at the moment. Um, there's a lot of conversations on here about the COVID um, pill Paxlovid. Um, but if you're curious about that medication, obviously ask a medical professional because that sure as hell ain't us. Um, so in national news also, a Jaws actor is named police chief in the town where the most iconic film scene was filmed. Say that three times fast. Yeah, so one of the Jaws actors has a town name, is it, or they are a police chief in that town now, or one of the, fil the film scenes were filmed. 
It says, like, how many F's can you have in a sentence? Do you have any opinions on Harry Styles? Because he has a news article on here, but I'm not going to click on it because I don't care to. Uh, but you want to learn about a delivery robot that creates pa- po- damn it, poetic moments in the woods of England? Matthew McCoy. Right, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, and also this week, and this is politics, but it's not America, so it doesn't count. Um, so Finland and Sweden have seeked to join NATO. Um, after decades and centuries of military non-alignment um, after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Finland, Sweden. Um, just due to Finland having like a, you know, a 600 plus mile border with Russia, um, I would be kind of scared too. Considering the fact they have the most nukes in the entire world. <laughs> so, because they have a lot of place to hide them. Because all of it's cold. Cold. Ford is recalling about 39,000 SUVs after 16 have currently caught fire. And how does that make you feel since you own a Ford? I don't own a Ford, so I don't have an opinion on this. Uh, so the recall only covers 2021 Ford Expedition and Lincoln Navigators that were built um, between December of 2020 and April of 21. Um, they're also telling people not to park these inside because they might catch on fire. I mean, there's one way to get your car lit, huh? No recalls are never fun. Right, um, and then in case you know you've you've missed it in the last you know week and a half because we we don't we don't have a schedule for this. It's just kind of when we have time. <laughs> um, but Russia has taken control of Mariupol, Ukraine, um, so they're in control of that port city, and they are they are holding the soldiers hostage essentially. POWs. Um, so they do control that whole portion of Ukraine at this moment in time. But the, for the army of their size, I, I don't understand why this wasn't easier for them. Uh, I don't really want, I didn't want it to be, you know. But the military size between the two is like tenfold. <laughs> so that's kind of why, you know, having all these setbacks and stuff, and they actually get one victory, you know. I'm surprising it took them this long. But hey, shout out to Ukraine. Obviously, support them in any way that you can because most of them don't have a home anymore. So, <sighs> let's see. And then there, now, this is the the last thing here before we go on to talking about EVs. Uh, monkeypox is back. Um, monkeypox. 
Um, there's an outbreak in the UK, several countries in Europe, um, and part of the US. This hasn't been around for a while. Um, the cases point to possible that this case is looking like it's being spread by sexual transmission. This time around, it is a cousin of smallpox. Why it's called monkeypox, I don't know. But uh, any disease that I that that's new, I don't want it. So stay away from me. Um, and then, as always, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can also check NPR.com for the latest news of anything going on in the world without the political bullshit. Not a sponsor. You know, I would love for them to pay me to do this, but, you know. All right, EVs. Lead it away, man. So, so here, here's here's my problem with this. Um, as of so, the United States has a long way to go when it comes to building up infrastructure. Um, Tesla is obviously leading that pack by quite a bit. Um, so, I think Tesla is definitely on the right track. Um, but the actual infrastructure that everybody else would use, so Rivian, Ford, Hyundai, Kia, you know, however have you. Um, it's just not there, or it's it's always down, or it it just flat out sucks for the most part. I'm just going to be honest. Um, Tesla's going to change their stance probably in the next few years, um, allowing other people to use their superchargers probably at an increased cost. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's free money. Obviously, it's, it's probably going to be cheaper if you own a Tesla, but their infrastructure is pretty much on point. <laughs> It works well. Their technology works well as far as that's concerned. Uh, their build quality is a different story, and I'm not going to get into that because that's not what we're talking about. Um, I know you talked about Rivian. Um, Rivian um, obviously is an American startup. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I think you said blue. I think it's a blue one. Um, that's around here. That truck looks awesome. I'm pretty sure I could tow, it could probably tow my house if I wanted it to. Um, Yes, they are. Yeah, it, it does. Um, where we live, really, the only chargers that are here right now um, are essentially with, like, the hospital. Um, so there's not really an infrastructure here for that. 
Uh, most of the people here that own Teslas obviously have an insulated garage and probably have a setup kit and their doctors or whatever. Great, happy. Um, but you know, the people that, you know park on the street um, and all that kind of stuff. It's just not suited for them right now um, when they can just go down to a gas station. Granted, gas is like five dollars a gallon, but you know, it is what it is. Um, the uh, the other issue um, that is more along the the bigger manufacturers. So Ford, Hyundai, Kia, any of those, um, is markups. Uh, so when you have, like, the Ford Lightnings right now, there's some that are 45K marked up in California, which is absolutely ridiculous. But when you look at Tesla and Rivian, it's all sold online. So you, you don't have that dealership experience that sucks. And plus you don't, yes, they're more expensive, but you're paying more and you're getting more versus getting a $40,000 truck for 80000 but it's still worth $40,000 on the inside. You're going to lose out on that in the future, I can guarantee you. Um, your need for gap insurance is going to be great. They're going to be happy. You're going to buy that. Um, the same thing applies to you know Hyundai and Kia and stuff like that. They're not as outrageous, um, but there's still people there that are price gouging that. Where Tesla and Rivian, for example, they're controlled by them. Um, and them only. The used markets is different, obviously. I'm not speaking to that. <laughs> but as far as the new things, um, obviously Tesla is number one. It's valued at almost $700 billion. So, I mean, it is a very valuable company, um, but they don't know how to build cars very well. No offense to them. Um, Rivian is number four in solo EV manufacturers. Um, as far as or number three, if you look at U.S.-based. Because um, obviously the ones in China really don't pertain to us over here. Um, technically, number two is Lucid. Um, the Lucid Air, which, you know, none of us can afford, probably. But that is the you know, second biggest at $30 billion. But, you know, Tesla also makes solar panels and generators. And, and there's Elon over there flying spaceships and buying Twitter. So, I mean, um, and then some of the other notable mentions of besides Rivian is Fisker, Proterra, and Hyzon. There's also Lordstown, Fairday, Canoe, Canoe, Centro, Mullen, and Lightning. And then XL Fleet, which I think is trucks, but... Um, but the, the back to your impact on the environment thing, um, the, the main issue or the main concern is electricity. Yeah, you're still going to burn fossil fuels. Um, as far as when you to get electricity at this time in most places, I should say, um, where you're really saving the planet, quote unquote, um, is when you're driving it since you don't have any emissions coming out of an exhaust pipe. So it is, it is saving you on that aspect. Um, but the next big question is, what about those batteries in 20 years? Where do they go? You, ha you have 100, 200, 300,000 cars that are dead. Where do those batteries go? Because those batteries are thousands of pounds each. Um, so where do they go? <laughs> Um, I think Tesla has a program for that, but 
and it's pretty, I think it still only applies to Teslas, you know. You have a 2019, it's probably obsolete right about now. It's like an iPhone. Um, so, but we're interested to know what you think. You know, obviously, share your thoughts on Facebook and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I own a Hyundai, a four-cylinder Hyundai. Um, so is B-Man over here. So we're not really killing the planet, but we're not really saving it either. So it's kind of a... Yeah, because the average price of right now, I think, is like 65 k um, The low-end ones are still um, Tesla's Model 3 and the Ford F-150 Lightning at forty k But they're selling them at eighty k so good luck with that. So... Um, and no, I'm not interested in the Cybertruck, if any of you care. That thing is fugly to me. Um, I'll, I'll stick... The Hummer EV is really the only thing that really is interesting to me, besides like Rivian right now anyway. Um, but I would probably buy Rivian anyway, because they're worth $25 billion, and they've only sold one car model. So, pretty impressive, to be fair. So, Pixar movies... Have you heard of them? As you creak the chair. Oh, you have rated them. Okay. <laughs> oh, and that thing is a slight dumpster fire. Um, not as bad as the other one, but that's besides the point. Um, so since you, well, I, I almost said you're the guest. Uh, you're not the guest, but you're the one away from the screen. Um, so you go ahead and start um, with Toy Story that came out all the way in 1995. Does it make you feel old yet? Um, yeah, and then, you know, give your score. I'll give mine and then obviously a total. And, you know, like you said, it came out in 95. I was born before this movie came out. I was born in 94. <laughs> so, I know. I'm going to just sign up for AARP here eventually. Um, for triple... Yeah, no, it's AARP. Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, the, I, I've, even as a kid, I've, I never found interest in Toy Story. Uh, that's just a personal preference. I know there's a lot of history with this. Um, and then, obviously, I do know, like, Lightyear that comes out in June will probably be a good film because it's not about toys directly. But um, just based on its average nature and the fact that, you know, when you're, like, three years old watching this movie and it bores you, and it still bores me to this day, um, but visually and storytelling-wise, now that I'm older, I do give it an, as an average score of five um, just because... It is impressive for the time that it was in. But the story to me, I'd much rather take a nap. Um, at least when I was younger. Now I watch with my son. And I still feel the same way, but I don't take a nap because the dog wakes me up then. 
Yes, from Sid. Yeah. I mean it. I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> um, um, yeah, don't be. This is like I said; these are personal opinions. Um, and I'm taking this for when I was a kid. Um, so um, I'm not going to discount the work that they did on these. Um, because I, I, I can't even draw a stick figure. So, you know, props out to them. But storytelling-wise, this, this one was not for me. Um, the next one is about the creatures that you, um, crawl into your house during the summertime. Uh, that's a bug's life. Um, so before you're squishing them, um, you know, because they're driving you nuts and you put out 40 things of ant poison, but yet they're still roaming around your house. <clears throat> Little fuckers. Um, so, A Bug's Life to me is kind of on the same retrospect as Toy Story. Um, it looks good visually, storytelling wise. It, it, this one, legit, legitimately, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, oh my fucking god, I can't talk. I never, I can never get into it, ever. Um, it, it just, it was a very weird movie compared to everything else that they've released. For the most part, um, so and this does did come out in '98. I was four years old, so I did watch this. You know, when it came out on the VCR, the VHS, got it in like 140p. Um, but visuals aside, I'm gonna have to give this a five. I mean, and that's fair. I mean, everybody has their own taste. Um, I mean, if you're, you know, keeping track at score at home, it, you know, we're, you know, 11 for the last one and 12 for this one. Um, will you be surprised who wins? The world might never know. Because there, uh, there was no perfect movie score we had on here this time. Um, so there's quite a few higher end here, and you probably know what those are. But we'll see. Um, all right. Lead it off. Well, we're skipping back and forth, so. All right, so so everything I said the last time still kind of holds true here. Um, this, this, the story is told a little bit better this time. I think Jesse probably helps a little bit with that because it kind of balances out Woody. Um, but it's still not one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I did give this one a six, so I'll point out for Jesse. Um, 
but the rest of that, and this one came out in 99. So, um, there's not much more to say about this one. I, I, I you're going to see about the same score across the board for these, for all of, for, for probably both of us. So, um, Yeah, these 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 two arts are not the Pixar classics. Um, we're we're gonna get started on those. Um, so in two thousand one, we were greeted with Monsters Incorporated. Um, so this movie is excellent, honestly, for its time. Um, so it's told well. It's sad. It's funny. Makes you want to scream. <laughs> um, and the whole concept of you know monster in the closet. Uh, and then you're obviously coming out and they're just randomly a door in your closet is kind of, you know, probably freaked some kids out at the time. And obviously, you know, Rand, I think his name is Randall um, as the villain there. But it, it is told very well. And the chemistry between Zol, uh, Soli and Mike Wazowski um, is incredible and impeccable. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not one to give movies 10. Um, this is not one of those, I'm sorry to tell you. Um, but because, I, you know, there is some, you know, I don't want to say pacing issues, but there are some points where it feels a little redundant. But, I mean, if you're a kid, forget about it. So I gave it a 9. Right, number five is all you. Okay, so this movie to me um, is is the pinnacle, because um, just because of how the story's told, you know, about touching the butt, um, and obviously traveling across the sea to find your lost child, um, and the, you know you doing anything for your children, and then obviously the beginning of the movie is just a stab in the gut right away, um, which that's not why I gave it a high score, but it's just the way it's told. And the chemistry with Ellen DeGeneres before all the controversy, all right, um, with how mean she was for staff before you want to think of something else. Um, and then between, um, I don't remember who played Marvin, I'm sorry, uh, but the, the chemistry there and then his actual desire to help find his son, that is like a five-star dad right there. Um, and it's what, it's what every parent aspires to be, I should say. 
um, or wants to be. I know we're not, none of us are perfect. I get that. But it, it's that image and just how it's portrayed and how well that movie is. Um, you know, obviously the sharks are great. Jellyfish are great. Crush is fantastic. My, my dude. Um, so I gave this a 10. This is a movie I'll still watch to this very day. Um, and it never gets old to me. Um, it's just one of the best movies hands down ever. Uh, animated wise, you, you ain't changing my mind. <laughs> um, but as far as number six, we had, a, we had a difference here too. We had a difference a lot of these actually. Um, is The Incredibles. So this, this movie is also fantastic. But obviously, off the heels of Finding Nemo, this was about one year later, in 0405. Uh, I don't, I don't, this one with this whole superhero family thing is, is pretty well flushed out. Um, it obviously has its issues. Um, the villain is obviously not the most convincing, um, but it, it is well enough done for what they can do at the time. Um, pacing's good. I mean, everything else is fantastic. The chemistry between the characters is spot on. Um, it's a dysfunctional family. What? How you can't get any more accurate than that? Except you know, people can pick up the table and run away. Um, but I gave this a nine. All right. Uh, you lead us in with cars. Okay, so this the, this movie, so the chemistry here is obviously fantastic. Larry the Cable Guy, Owen Wilson, um, and all that is it's great. The story is great. Ooh, you know, talking cars. What more creepy can you get? Oh, except for planes. 
Um, but that's not a Pixar movie. So my issue with this movie, honestly, is not necessarily of what it is, but what it becomes. So the issue is, so this movie was pretty great. So I, I, I gave it a seven, but you know, seven to eight is very well respected in my opinion for this, because um, it's cheesy as hell. And you know, shout out to people who like this movie, but I sure is it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Um, but my issue with it is what it becomes later on, um, because essentially this. <laughs> Um, Toy Story doesn't, for me, doesn't get any better, doesn't get any worse, right? Um, th- this one, I don't know if they hired the, the homeless guy on the corner of 4th and Maple when they made the sequel to this film, but it the issue is what this becomes more than anything. Um, and the overall impact for me when I'm done watching it, it doesn't make me like, I don't feel any type of way when I'm when I'm done watching this movie. Um, I mean, obviously, Life is the Highway is a great song. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that doesn't define this film. It is an incredible point, though, you know. But for me, it is average above average, um, especially when you compare it to the movies that came before, um, especially Monsters, Inc., Fighting Nemo, Incredibles, and then, obviously, Cars was out in 06. So I was, like, 12 years old. Getting old, guys, I'm going to tell you. But which that is a possibility. Uh, but I did give it a seven as a final score, and I, I mean I'll stick with that. Um, I mean, but it can deserve an eight, even if I really wanted it to. But the issue is more of how the story progresses later on. It's not handled as well as Toy Story is, in my opinion. All right, so let's talk about the rat ratatouille. Almost a rat potato. Um, so this movie's adorable beyond it. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Some of the storylines are, are kind of strange to me, um, as far as the relationship between, I don't remember what his name is now, Bernardo or something. Is it Linguini? Oh goodness. But that's great. I'm obtaining him from Avatar. Um, anyway, besides the point, Fettuccine Alfredo over here. Um, like the actual, like the time away from the restaurant, or the time when the he's essentially with his family, the rat, of course, just doesn't flow as well as I think it could have. It's kind of hard to, to pick how I I would make that better, but I wasn't necessarily all impressed with the movie when it was away from its main focus. Not saying it's a bad movie. I still think I gave it a nine. It is a classic in my opinion. Um, but I have to nitpick with some things because I didn't give it a 10, so I had to have an explanation. So, on to you.
kan? <laughs> wow. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to hate you for that opinion because <laughs> we have a different opinion on cars where we're flipped on that as well. Um, but to me, Wally, in its cuteness, um, very unique story. Obviously, the beginning is kind of slow, um, but it, it it overall is an adorable movie that I think any everybody can enjoy. Um, and it kind of has a metaphor for, you know, why people become fat. Um, no offense to anybody, but that's just kind of how the movie is. <laughs> When they go to space, but um, spoiler alert or something. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my opinion on that. Um, it's I think it's incredibly cute. It's adorable relationship between two robots. What more could you want? Um, Eve, I think was her name. Um, so no, I thought it was a great movie. I gave it a nine. Um, but so uh, I think it's on the same level as Ratatouille for me. You're not going to be finding Nemo for me after, you know, that the spoiler on that. But, no, it's just not going to happen. Um, so, next is Up. Um, so, this is a sad movie. Straight out, straight out of the gate is a giant punch. Um, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest fan of the villain sequences towards the end. Uh, myself. Um, it is cute when you have Russell and Doug... Um, who my dog's named after. Um, but it's one of those things where it's it's sad and it's cute and it's adorable, but when they try to get... I don't really want to use the word violent. Um, but when they get angry at one another, you know you have old men smack each other with canes and you're just like, great. Um, I, don't, I don't like that part as much as I probably could have. Um, obviously in the henchmen are dogs, but that goes with the theme. So, but I, I did also give this one a nine. This is my third nine in a row. So, number eleven. Uh, no, you should be on Toy Story 3. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, we kind of already, we, we pretty much shared this from the get-go on this. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm obviously... My reason is the exact same as the last two, and I think his is also. Um, yeah, it looks better, but that does that doesn't give me points in an animation movie because that's not really what I care about. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, so I I give the so I gave it a five. Um, I didn't. I didn't like it on the same level as I like Toy Story two because I don't think it has the same level of chemistry and enthusiasm as the other one. 
I'm nitpicking over one damn point here, but um, it's it just makes it even with the first one. It just looks better. Um, my son loves this one too, and I don't. I I I'd prefer to take a nap. So I'm gonna leave it at five. It is it is beautiful, but it it just it's not for me. Um, in any sense. Um, so, but I get to start with number twelve on the twelfth movie they've released, and that's Cars Two. Um, I hope none of you remember this. I sure as hell don't want to. So I think this is a dumpster fire. So this is the worst reviewed movie that Pixar's ever made. By a long shot. It's their only rotten movie. So anything below like a 60% critic approval is Cars 2. Um, and for good reason. The story it really doesn't make sense. Um, it's it's not needed. Mater's still adorable, but that, that that's about the only points I give this movie. Um, there's racing, but it's a spy thriller driving thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say it's confusing, but I, I don't. I don't think it. It doesn't know where it wants to go itself. I think the movie's confused. <laughs> well, at least you know in that movie, you know, after seeing like say Fast Five and then going to Fast Six, I expect it to be stupid. You know. Um. So it doesn't shock me when I watch it, but when I wa- when I watch Cars and then I watch Cars Two, I'm wondering what the hell went wrong. Um, but anyway, so I gave this a two. Um, if you find this anywhere for more than forty nine cents, um, don't pick it up. Because um, you're better off watching a Minions movie where all they do is speak in Minion language for the entire film, and you'll still enjoy it more than this. So, yeah. Your turn. It's your turn. (laughs) I mean, so you, you are, you are brave for, um, mentioning that um i mean i'm kind of in the same boat i mean i gave it a six because i remember part of it with the whole scottish princess thing um has a pretty cool action sequences you know probably have a happy meal toy of that somewhere um i don't know but uh, i it to me it's on the it's forgettable um so that's really my thing it's i I rank it I gave it a six when I initially did this assessment, but I think I want to give it a five, make it even with Toy Story. And I'm going to scribble that, and you're all going to hear it. You're going to love it. Um, 
just because of the fact that it's kind of the same thing. It looks great, um, but I prefer to take a nap. It's kind of where I am on that, so I switched that down to a five because I make it. There's it nobody. There's no memorable characters on there, so. Um, so this next one, I'm kind of just gonna skip through it because it's obviously just me. Um, is Monsters University? Um, so I gave this one an eight. Um, I don't think that it still has the same chemistry and likableness as the first film, um, but this prequel, sorry, um, it just doesn't capture the same magic as the first one did. Um, but it's still a very enjoyable film and one that you would definitely enjoy watching. Um, so I did give it an eight. Um, and he obviously didn't see it, so, so, um, yeah. So you don't you don't have a review, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start on this next one, I guess, um, and then you'll take it away. Okay. So the next one is all about your feelings. So this is Inside Out. Uh, so I, I love this movie as well. Um, it kind of just doesn't have that. What's the word? Pixar magic um, that I'm really looking for. Yeah, the characters are cute. Yeah, they're my feelings. It's great. Doesn't go over any other any other medical diagnosis or nothing. But hey, it's all right. <laughs> um, but it's it's portrayed well and it's adorable and kids love it. Um, which you know this I think this film leads into their film next year for Elemental because it's kind of the same thing, um, same but different because they live in a city instead of the mind or something. So. Um, but I, no, I gave it an eight just because it really doesn't have that Pixar magic. But the overall, how it's told from the inside of a girl's head, just I think it's done really well for what they were for what they were trying to accomplish. All right. Um, I, I know we're going to confuse the hell out of people here, but uh, so the, 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 we, we kind of disagree on this next one. Um, there's a good guy, the good dinosaur. So this is one of those pre-COVID. Let me reiterate my statement here. Um, it's one of those Pixar movies that no one went to see. Um, and I don't know if this. I, I mean, I don't really understand why this movie was dogged on so much. Um, when it comes to you know people not wanting to see it, it, it never really made sense to me until I watched it. <laughs> um, to me, it's yeah, the characters are adorable. It still to me does not have that Pixar magic. Uh, you know, it looks fantastic, but to me, the story overall wasn't the most interesting, and I would almost prefer to take a nap. That's my rating scale now. If you didn't know. Um, but I give it a six.
Well, it, it it's not that it doesn't look great because it does. Um, the really weird thing is, obviously, that good animation is obviously followed through to the next film. Um, Storytelling is different, obviously, um, but then it kind of skips over <laughs> one for some reason, and you know the reason for that if you've been paying attention. Um, but. This next one, which is obviously Finding Dory, um, was which was out in 2016. Now it's been six years, almost surprisingly. Um, but this this was probably one of my most anticipated movies of 2016. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie to you, um, because the moment that I saw this trailer, I knew I was going to this movie and watching it in the movie theater. I was gonna do it, but after watching it, though. And this is probably because I set my expectation at like a 12. Um, I, I left it disappointed to an extent. Um, it's still a good movie, but it doesn't do near enough that what Fine Nemo did 13 years prior. It doesn't capture that same, oh, you know. And the whole story itself, while the, you know, the additional characters are adorable, with like the blue whale or whatever, and... The, there's an octopus. Um, it just doesn't do enough for me. It's like it doesn't capture what the first movie did. So I gave this an eight. Um, it's not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination, but it's nowhere. It's not near what Finding Nemo did years prior. Is it Toy Story 4? (laughs) 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 All right, no, that's fair. Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask you a question because you, you rated the next movie the exact same. Do you really believe that Cars 3 and Finding Dory are on the exact same level? Right. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. 
Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Um, so you, you know, all know how I feel about cars at this point. Um, well, no, the first one, I, I think it, it, it created a mess, <laughs> um, which they probably weren't anticipating back then, but it happened. Uh, but let's, you know, cars three, um, is another okay movie. Obviously it, it goes kind of back to where it was, which, you know, I gave the first one a seven. Um, I gave this one a six because it kind of comes back down to earth this time. And it's not written like, a you know, somebody in a preschool classroom. They're smarter than the screenwriters in Cars 2. But as far as Cars 3, it kind of comes back down to earth. It kind of brings back some of that stuff that you loved about Cars 1 or anybody loves about Cars 1. But I don't think it captures everything that Cars 1 was at the time. Um, so I'm sticking with a six because I don't think it's as good as number one, but it's better than number two. Anything's better than number two. Except for the Eternals. I gave that one a zero. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I know you stuck with seven on that one. Um, the next one I know you didn't see, which you're, you're, you're missing out, my dude. Um, so if you're curious on what that is, and that's obviously Coco. Um, so this is about Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. Um, it essentially tells a story about you know a young kid trying to find essentially his dad among people who have died, essentially like in the world of the dead. Um, the storytelling, the the visuals, the overall impact that this movie kind of sets as a tone um, is phenomenal. Um, this is one of the better or one of the best Pixar movies in my opinion. Um, it's Obviously, it, it doesn't beat Finding Nemo, so I obviously can't give it that score, um, but it's something that I would suggest you watch right now. Um, if you have nothing else to watch, get Coco or Finding Nemo <laughs> um, because just as an original movie, I don't think this could have been done any better. Um, especially because there's nothing to follow up with it on. So, you know. And please don't make a sequel to this. I'll be pissed. Um, but I I did not think this rating through when I wrote it down. But I'm going to have to, uh, now when I'm looking at it, I'm going to have to also give this movie a 10. Uh, just, just because it, it, it's beyond phenomenal. Just the impact that it leaves you. Um, as far as the originality, because it's about the dead. It's for kids. <laughs> I did not expect that to work as well as it did. It looks great. The visuals are amazing. Um, this is better than The Good Dinosaur, pretty wise. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, but that's because this one has all the bright, pretty colors. And The Green Dinosaur was good. Sorry. The Good Dinosaur was green and rocks. <laughs> But it was still a pretty movie. So this is probably my yeah. This is my second favorite movie, and um, yeah, I, I I really don't. I don't honestly don't know how I can get any better than that in the modern day. Anyway, 
It is very touching, honestly. Uh, like when you when you, I mean, obviously there's like 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. But um, like when you when you first see it, it, it really doesn't make you really want to see it, <laughs> um, and it kind of does its own disservice. Um, but the actual meaning and story, and how finding you know a, a, you know a father that's not a father kind of thing impacts him. It's just it's it's phenomenal. So I mean, obviously, I only gave two movies a ten, <laughs> and this is one of them. I originally had one, but I that's what we're talking about. It made me made me like emotional because this movie's fantastic. So I know you haven't seen it, and you need to go see it. You got Disney Plus? <laughs> Watch it. Um. You are, you're not going to be disappointed. I can I can already tell you. Um, well, you, you're you're gonna I'm gonna start, I'm gonna lead this one again, just because I'm emotional for talking about Coco for some reason. Um, it has no relevance to my life, you know. It, it just it just pulls at your heartstrings like so well. Uh, but so next I'm gonna go over you know a good note before I crap on Toy Story again. Um, so this is Incredibles 2. Um, so this was long awaited also. This was, what, 14 years or something? 14, 15 years? Um, and for all you people that think the Avatar sequel took forever, Finding Dory and the Incredibles are about on the same page. Um, but as far as any, any of that other stuff is concerned, um, so this, this, this sequel is excellent. Um, it, the story is told very well. Um, the villain is unexpected this time around, um, but I, I don't like the you know family dynamic is great. But I don't think the dad needs to be at home with the exploding baby. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think the family dynamic this time around is as great, which kind of makes me lose one point here and gain one point here. Um. So I mean, visually it's great. Um. It's not Coco, but I'm not. It's not the same style movie either. So I can't. I can't knock that against it. Um, but the storytelling and all that other fancy jazz, you know, that they review shit on, um, I had to give it a nine. One away from a ten, if you know how to count. Agreed. Yep.
Um, so it, just to let you know, it does not go uphill from here. Um, they're, they're, most of these next ones are not bad. I'm just going to be honest. Um, so since um, he's you're introducing this next one because you've introduced the other three, <laughs> so I'm going to let you start on this one. You'll be the guest of honor for this one. We're going to give you five seconds to figure it out. <laughs> if you were listening. Um, so, um, Don't disrespect the picks. Um, so we're here with a five, same reason as the other three. <laughs> um, I know I gave a six on number two, you know, because I'm throwing that out there. In case you skip to this part. Um, but, yeah, so it's five, same reason. Looks great. I prefer to take a nap. Um, so this next one, obviously, he did not see. Um, this one's really weird to describe. Uh, because essentially, yeah, it has Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, which is great on its own accord, let me tell you. Uh, but the essentially their journey is so they can speak to their dad who died before one of them was born, the younger one. But th- th- this is a magical movie, so shit goes sideways. <laughs> and um, their dad is essentially just a walking pair of pants. For the entire movie. Right. So this, so that premise on its own makes it sound crazy. Yeah. But the actual execution here um, is very well done. So the brothers and the mother, you know, they're they're a family. All they want to do is see their dad again. So essentially, it's that journey to want to be able to reconnect with your lost loved ones. Essentially, is the message here, um, and I think it does it very well. Um, it lacks some of that magic, I think, just because of how over the top everything is. Um, and no, the pants don't talk, so no worries there. But I, I gave it an eight. It doesn't have that perfect spark, um, but I think the actual overall meaning and dynamic here is very well done. Um, I know out of like the last these last three movies that you have not watched, um, I still recommend Go Go. If I haven't said that already, yeah. Um, next is Star Take it away. Uh, 
And, you know, I kind of want to put a disclaimer on this, but Onward, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red, which are these last four movies we're talking about right now, um, were all also released on Disney+. Plus. Um, so the opportunity to see any of these on the big screen was negative, um, especially around here. <laughs> uh, Onward played here at the start of the pandemic, um, and then obviously Turning Red played here for like a week. <laughs> so Lightyear is going to be their first major release back into theaters. So that, that'll be interesting to finally be able to go back and see a Pixar movie in theaters again. Because the last one I saw in theaters was The Incredibles 2. So, because Toy Story 4, I, I didn't want to watch it anywhere besides Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, with Soul... Same same thing. It's it's an okay movie. Um, it's very well told. And this is one with Jamie Foxx. Um, and the overall you know meaning with life and love and all that kind of thing. I think it's it's well done, but it, it doesn't go above and beyond, you know. And they're in a more difficult time for this movie and I understand that. <laughs> but it's not terrible, but it's not a masterpiece. So I gave this one a seven as well. So number 24, for all you fuckers counting at home, um, is Luca. So now my son loves this movie to death. Um, it is a is adorable movie. It's cute. Um, some of the accents are a little bit over the top for their own good, even though they might be real. I don't know. Um, and though, I mean, overall, it doesn't have that emotional impact that Pixar is really, I would say, known for. Uh, it doesn't have any of that signature picks. Or <laughs> God, I need alcohol. Um, but it's good. But it's I mean it, it's on the same level to me as like Onward, except that the premise here makes more sense. <laughs> except for the fact that obviously they're fish people or monster people or whatever you want to call them. But they're not walking around driving cars, going to parking spaces, paying bills. You know, there's none of that shit. <laughs> It's a Pixar movie. I don't want any of that. But I, I, I gave it an 8 also um, just because it really doesn't have that much of a – I mean it has a good message with obviously be who you want to be. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, but it doesn't really have that same one-two punch as some of the others. Right. I mean, I. that's fair. Um, so, I do believe Soul... They're only like six, eight months apart. So, um, the only one here on 2022 so far is the next one. Um, so, I, don't, I think Soul was at the end of 2020. I could be wrong, but Luca was in 2021. I, knew, I do know that one for sure. 
Uh, so this last one you have not seen. You're lucky. <laughs> I, 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 my son doesn't even like this movie. Um, and that tells you something because most of these other ones, even Cars 2, bless his soul, he'll watch it. Um, this movie is not as bad as Cars 2 because it's not a, it's not a dumpster fire in the own sense. Um, but Turning Red, um, it looks good. I understand that they're having a shift in culture in this kind of movie. It's different because, um, you know, obviously they went from the Soul Age to middle, you know, 1900s Italy to Asia. So, I, I mean, I understand that they're going everywhere here. But for me, it, it just doesn't do it. The characters are boring at best to me. Um, it looks good. Um, but in the story, as cute as it sounds on paper, is not well executed. Um, and this is this lady's first time making a Pixar movie. So... I wouldn't say to give up on it because it obviously you do a good job for your first try. I'll give you a high five for that one. But I, I think that you're better suited for other things, other culture-related projects that aren't animated films. I think you would tell a good story about, you know, history of wherever, you know, or a documentary or a passion project about this or that. Not doubting your filmmaking, but what you worked with was not impressive to me. I gave his film a four. And he did not watch it. So, um, Yeah, my, my son prefers not. The only time he does not want to stare at the television is when we're watching this movie. <laughs> and I don't know why. This lady just randomly turns into a panda. Yeah. It makes, it makes walking pants not be so bad. Um, and then obviously upcoming... Movies. Um, in June, you have Lightyear. Um, and then in 2023, you have Elemental, which is kind of like that earth, water, wind, fire, emotional thing. Um, don't know much about that. We just revealed that about last week or so. So we'll learn more of that as time goes on. Now, speculation, before we go into the less detailed portions of this podcast, um, what do you think... Sequel wise, will come out next. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing on the docket um, that's available to the public. So, do you think the next movie will be another Toy Story? Do you think it's going to be another Incredibles, another Cars movie, another Monsters Inc. movie? Luca Two? Huh. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Which ele- which elemental is more element based, but it's still in the same vein. Um, which is not a bad thing. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you right now. I know that that's that's that, that is, I mean. It makes sense from a business perspective. I, I, I get it. The highest grossing movie on this list, I believe, is The Incredibles 2. Um, so a third one there probably would make the most sense to me. Um, cars themselves the most merchandise. 
<laughs> so that makes sense to me too. Um, and Toy Story 5 also makes sense, but it doesn't make sense because they're not together anymore. So just, if Lightyear's good, I think that that's the, the way that they should stay. Um, yeah, that's just my opinion. Don't make a Coco 2, for the love of God. There are certain things that don't need to have a sequel, um, and that is one of them. I, I can't think of another way or a way that they can continue that story without destroying the first one. It's not like Cars where you can continue the story or moves like Avatar um, you know, where you can build on the world that you're in. It's like about one kid and his family. And, you know, the dad's obviously already deceased. What more do you want? It really doesn't have a place to go, in my opinion. And it is perfect where it currently is. And I think it should stay there. It's kind of like Ratatouille and Wally. Um, and Up. They, they should just they stay as they are. They're your your classics on their own. They don't need a sequel to revitalize them. There will be reboots of these eventually, I'm sure. Um, probably Ratatouille and all that before anything else, or Bugs Life. God. Um. But yeah, no. <laughs> I, I I would actually be pissed um, if they did that. Because I don't think there's any way to do that story justice. Going forward, I should say. I, I can't I can't see it. I don't know. I mean I thought Finding Nemo deserved a sequel for some reason, so you know, maybe surprise me. But don't uh, no. 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 Not talking about movies that are that are allowed to have sequels. <laughs> in my opinion, is Avatar. So you mentioned this one. Um, this will be brief also. So we can kind of get through the rest of this so we don't take up too much more of your time. Because I know you're still waiting in a drive through somewhere. And now we're going to start playing White Noise. Enjoy. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so you brought up Avatar. Um, so what would you like to talk about with Avatar? Not the old Bender movie. Yes. Yes. Kinda. Yes. Okay, so there's one thing that I've learned about watching James Cameron movies is you never doubt James Cameron. Um, so even he didn't make the sequel to Terminator. Um, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't as great as the first one. I will I will admit that. But he is. I don't think he's ever really made a bad movie that he's directed. Personally, he has movies that he's produced. We don't need to go through that. But they, everybody does has bad movies they produced. But in this, in this opinion, I, I th- I'm, 
I, I think based on the time that this has taken um, and the amount of scale that the, he's aiming for with these, um, that the, this is looking more like an Incredible 2 situation, um, that it will continue on what it had before. I know the first one is Divided. Um, I get it. It's not a culturally relevant movie by any stretch of the imagination. But it, it kind of sticks out, like you're once in a decade, whatever, um, as like the next, you know, like eight, like when you first saw 8K, you know, next you'll see like 12 or 16K. Um, it, it's like seeing that for the first time. So it's kind of the the benchmark of what's to come is kind of what the first one was. And I think this one will do the same because this movie is going to play on more formats than any movie in history when it comes to higher frame rates, higher visual output, IMAX, 3D, 4, whatever. So the amount of time and especially like even just watching the trailer again, it's a teaser, I get that. Um, so it doesn't tell you much, except it has a very Fast and Furious vibe to it. Family. But anyway, that's an insult, and I'm sorry. But I, this, this is a movie that, honestly, myself, I, I have, I've waited 13 years for. And if, if it, it looks like, visually, anyway, um, that it, it, it's 13 years worth it, just because if that's the reason why it didn't come out in 2014 was because the technology was not there as far as where it needed to be for underwater motion capture um, and other things. So he didn't do it because <laughs> he gets what he wants. Um, he has like a billion dollar budget throughout these films. It's absolutely absurd. Do I think it will do as well as the first one? No, I don't. Um, do I still think it'll be a billion dollar movie? Yes, yes, I do. Just like in China alone, the last film made like 1.6 billion in China alone. Um, that includes the re-releases if you're curious. Um, but still, it's it's one of those things is it's not but it's like the next big thing. So it's like you you know, when you Samsung unleashes their new curved eight K full two hundred hertz whatever. The reason why you want to you want to have it because it's the latest and greatest and has all the newest stuff in it. So this is kind of the same way in the movie going industry. Not meaning that as an insult, um, but that's the way Avatar is perceived. Um, and obviously, I'll be there on opening day. I don't give a shit because I'm going to bring the review for you guys at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> I don't care. Is the story in the first one great? No, not really. Um, the chemistry is kind of off. Um, action sequences are nice. Colors are beautiful. Visually, it's great. But I think the biggest thing is that is essentially is like a, and I, this is not meant to be an insult by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like a storytelling tech demo. Um, I know it's more to that than for him than that, but. That's essentially what I think of it as ass. So you, you see how great Avatar 2 is going to look. Imagine what other if other movies will look exactly the same in the years to come. And that, that's kind of, a, of how the first one 
went about it. Um, and I think this one will do it well. Um, hopefully he gets has the same level of ambition here as he did with the first one. I'm sure he will because the first one, I think, also took 12 years to make. Because um, he started on it as soon as Titanic was done filming. So that's a 12-year gap for the same reasons. Technology wasn't there. So, and what James Cameron wants, James Cameron gets. One of the most decorated filmmakers in Hollywood. <laughs> For a different reason than some others, but yes. Okay. Uh, did, so what are your, do you have any other thoughts or opinions? I know we haven't seen much. I do think Disney's going to pull out the full trailer as far as with Thor, probably. That's kind of how I see this going, because that's how Disney is. But oh, we don't have nothing there is confirmed, obviously. So I'm waiting for a full story trailer. James Cameron hit me up, sent to our email. <laughs> I won't share it with anybody, I promise. But any other thoughts, opinions, questions, concerns? As far as that, Yeah, there, I, I don't. I don't know very many many people that would say, "Hey, I'm going to watch the first one with you again." You know, but as far as the second one, you can watch reactions online. People are getting excited. Um, they got the trailer got more views than any of the most recent Star Wars films in one day. So I mean, it's the hype is definitely going to be there, just because it's James Cameron. Whether you believe it's a cultural icon or not, it's not. I don't think it's as relevant as Star Wars or something of that nature. I don't think it'll ever have that impact, but it has its own place. It's a unique place, but it has its own place. Um, so this next one, um, you, you have thoughts on social media. Right. Yeah. No, we can discuss that more as um, the Twitter bio and all that kind of stuff continues on. Um, and then, as far as you know, with Meta and Facebook, Instagram, make sure those opinions on the next episode, uh, just so we can get going a little bit more detail. Because I know you guys really love learning about social media right now. Because Elon Musk, Elon Musk cares, so everybody else cares. So. How interested are you in, in crime? So you're very interested. All right. So this is from Statistica, statistic, whatever, dot com. Um, the, these resources are provided by them. I know this is as of May 2022, so the current fucking month that we're in. Um, I'm not going to go through all of these, um, obviously, because I'm not going to sit here till 10.30 p.m., which is two and a half hours from now, but we're at least going to go, well, two, three, 
about top like 13. I'm going to get just give it some variation here. Um, so you at least have some cities you all have heard about. <laughs> most of these you probably haven't. So, um, so these are based on the murder rate per 100,000 inhabitants. So I'm going to start with everybody's America's most dangerous city, which is what, Connor? Yes, correct. And it, with an average of 60.5 murders per 100,000 people. Um, so that kind of puts that at roughly, and, I, and I, I'm not going to do math with all of these because I don't know how many people live in half these towns, um, but that is a, quite a few hundred murders per year. Um, and that is considered the most dangerous city in the United States by quite a bit. Um, this is the next highest. You got to realize that these numbers, a jump, you know, of even like five or ten is pretty significant. Um, the next one down is Baltimore at 50.5. Um, so that is, I mean, it is only 10, but that's still a significant difference. In New Orleans is on this list at the bottom of this list, surprisingly. No offense. Uh, 36.8. And Detroit's at 38.7. So trying to put that into perspective for you um, while we continue up here. Um, because the top one more than doubles St. Louis. So um, the first one is Fiera de Santana in Brazil. Um, I probably won't pronounce half these right. I'm just, yeah. Um, where the average is 63.2. Um, and these as an average. So obviously, if you know, like we're a town of like 45,000 people, has 1,000 murders a year, we're obviously at the top of the damn list. So <laughs> just saying. Um, and then we have Cancun, Mexico at 64.5. Belém, Brazil at 65.3. Cape Town, South Africa at 66.3. Fortaleza, Brazil at 69.1. This is still about 20% higher than St. Louis at this moment in time, so if that scares you. Um, next is Natal, Brazil at 74.7. I definitely ain't going to pronounce this right, but Ciudad Guiana, Venezuela at 78.3. Irapuerto, Irapuerto, Mexico is at 81.4. Ciudad Juarez in Mexico is at 85.6. Ciudad Victoria is at 86.1. Caracas, Venezuela is at 99.9. Acapulco, Mexico is at 111. And Tijuana is at 138. Um, so we all don't, we don't have it that bad. <laughs> um, that is, that was almost terrifying. Because um, you have something that's over two times as bad as your worst city. And granted, I don't think, looking through this list now, I don't think, uh, yeah, there's not a single European country on here, so shout out to that, I guess. 
All right. So. You ready for this next part? So we're going to tell you if your state sucks or not. No offense. Um, so obviously I see the answer right here. Uh, but what, what do you think is state number 50? Yes, sir. Illinois is rough in some places, but Illinois is actually not that bad overall. So, after my extended break there, <sighs> sorry for that, um, I gotta get back to this state. So, we're obviously not gonna do this with every single one, because we'll be here till midnight, but you're locked in California as number 50. Wrong. So, number 50 is Louisiana. Is it in the 
crime, economy, healthcare, education. I'm just making sure because I can't see the top of this list. Um, so they are number 50 in crime. The lower is the worse, or the higher is the worse, sorry. Um, they're 49th in economy, 45th in healthcare, and 48th in education. Um, number 49 is Alabama. They are 45th in crime, 45th in economy, 46th in health care, and last place in education. And that's not something to be proud of, guys. Just saying. Number 48. Um, this one's probably a given. I'm probably not surprised why it's not number 50, but whatever. Is Mississippi. <laughs> this gets a bad rap everywhere, so, I mean, it is what it is. I've never been there, so I'm not judging it. I'm just reading off a piece of paper. But it's only 26th with crime, 48th economy, 50th with health care. Ouch. 46th with education. That hurts. It means they have the worst access to health care in the United States. Um, 47th is West Virginia. They're 21st in crime, last place in economy, 48th in health care, and 44th in education. Y'all economy, it's not good. Ouch. It's one of those states I've only driven through, but I, I can't ju- I'm not judging a book by its cover. I've only ever seen a mountain in West Virginia, so. Do what? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to West Virginia. Um, and also, it was a mountain and a gas station. So I can't really judge it on that merit alone. So, Next is New Mexico. It is 49th in crime, 47th in economy, 34th in health care, 49th in education. Um, so the state's going through a lot right now with wildfires. So um, obviously... Help the impacted families in any ways you can by supporting your local agencies and stuff like that. Um, so I have a fire over there that's burned like over 500 square miles. So uh, they're going through a lot. That just reminded me of that. Uh, so next is Arkansas, Arkansas. I had to. 47th in crime, 43rd in economy, 49th in healthcare, 42nd in education. 49th in health care. I'm surprised your economy's not better with y'all having fucking Walmart. But that's neither here nor there. Next, we go to Sarah Palin's home state. It's the only thing I know about Alaska, so don't judge me on that. Um, it's 48th in crime, 46th in economy, 25th in health care, 47th in education. So y'all are average on taking care of your people. That's good. That's kind of the important one there so what a list how about bottom 10 top 10 because I'm already at 44 <laughs> okay uh, so 43 is Oklahoma it's 41st in crime 34th in economy 47th in health care and 39th in education Woo! Everything's okay in Oklahoma. 
Uh, next is South Carolina. The evil brother to the north. Just kidding. Is 46th in crime, 16th in economy, 36th in health care, and 43rd in education. Number 41. <laughs> I guess I can't count. It's Pennsylvania. Surprisingly, this state, home of America's Liberty Bell, is 37th in crime, 44th in the economy, 21st in health care, and 32nd in education. Could be better. It's kind of an F. But hey, it is what it is. And number 40. That's everybody's favorite. Bluegrass State. Kentucky. Uh, it is 11th in crime. 39th in economy. 44th in health care. And 38th in education. So that is the bottom 10. Um, so we're just going to go through this. So if your, your state's... Between 39 and 11, if we don't mention it. But because we live here, where did, what number do you think Illinois places? 35? 25? No, so Illinois is 35th. Um, so it's the 20th in crime, 41st in economy. 22 for healthcare and 19 for education. So it's really not that bad except for the economy sucks. It's because half our governors are in jail. Just saying. In Missouri, just to you know, do your guess and then we'll go on to number 10. Twenty-seven. So the answer is 28. It's 44th in crime. <laughs> 23rd in economy, 41st in health care, which that doesn't make sense. St. Louis has fantastic hospitals. Um, so is KC. And then 27th is ed of education. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> but their roads are not much. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. All right, number 10. I need your guess for number one, and I'll, uh, I'll hold you to it. And it's not California. You're lock in Maryland. Okay, so number ten is Colorado. Um, it is twenty ninth for crime. It is the best for the economy. It's twelfth for healthcare and eleventh for education. Colorado is a really good place to get away. Um, it's not good if you have allergies, though. Just word of advice. Number nine is Nebraska. Why I don't know. 24th in crime, 21st in economy, 27th in health care, but 6th in education. So Nebraska is a pretty good place to go to school. So Massachusetts is number 8. It is 4th for crime, 7th for economy, 2nd for health care, and it is the best for education. It's also one of the most expensive for education. Obviously. Number seven is Virginia. It's nine in crime, 25 economy, 18th in health care, and 7th in education. So all around an above average place to live. You're also close to the nation's capital. You care. 
or not. I don't know. Number six is Maryland. 22 in crime, 26th in economy, 8th in healthcare, and 13th in education. I don't know how to rank this, but this doesn't seem right to me, but whatever. But, yeah, that's number six. Number five is Vermont. It's number two in crime, 29th in economy, 11th in healthcare, and 8th in education. Fourth is Utah. I didn't expect that either. 12th in crime, second in economy. It is booming out there. Salt Lake City is beautiful. Um, ninth in health care and 10th in education. Um, so this it's booming out there. Um, you, you like Colorado, but you want something that's less congested for millennials? Utah. Um, third is Minnesota. I don't know why. 16th in crime, 18th in economy, 10th in health care, and 17th in education. Um, it's just way too fucking cold. I, I, don't, I don't know how y'all do it up there, bud. Anyway. Second is New Hampshire. Uh, first in crime, so they're the best crime rate in the country. 13th economy, 16th in health care, and 5th in education. Do you have a guess for number one that's not Maryland? It's kind of expected, but it's not. You don't? Okay, that's fair. I'll give you one hint. Bill Gates. That is a hint, actually. Because it has to do with what he created. And that is based in what state? <laughs> uh, no. Um... So, Washington, the number one is Washington, the state. Um, Microsoft, if you don't know, is based out of Redmond, Washington, um, but originally also from Seattle. <laughs> if you're curious, Amazon's also up there. Costco's also up there. Um, it is 15th in crime, 3rd in economy, 4th in healthcare, and 4th in education. So, the best place to live is in Washington. Um, I suggest you live there because I prefer to live in Utah. No taxis, backsies. Anyway, um, obviously let us know your suggestions for what you want to see next time. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you when that next time is because I don't even know myself. Um, this is kind of just a, as we have time to do it kind of a thing. So, um, obviously send your suggestions to us on Facebook. Um, we're up to about 1,500 likes, so that, that's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, guys. Um, we'd like to also thank our sponsor, Carbon Dioxide, for sponsoring today's video. They didn't pay us. We, we do it out of charity. Um, but, yeah, always, you know, voices be heard. US at gmail.com. If you want to send us suggestions there, you're more than welcome to. Um, you cannot send us any mail, but you can send us an email. We don't need a fan club just yet. 
I know that we had a lot of viewers the first time around. Um, so hopefully, you know, if people stick around, listen to this in the car, share it with your family, friends, loved ones, uncles, cousins, cousins twice removed. I hell don't fucking know. But as always, guys, you beautiful bastards, don't forget to speak your mind and always let your voice be heard. Take care now. See you next time.